Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I cannot believe it, but this marks two full years, two full years of podcasting. I have almost 160 episodes. There was a pretty good chunk of time where I was doing two episodes a week, and I have been very consistent. One episode a week for two years. I can't can't believe it. This is absolutely crazy. So today's topic and something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, this is something that I talk about with a lot of my one-on-one clients, is starting a podcast. How to know if it's right for you, what the frequency should be, what the formatting should be, should you have a co-host or try to do it solo, what equipment that you need. Basically, we're going to cover everything and hopefully at the end of this podcast episode, you have a little bit more clarity on if podcasting is right for you or not. And if this is something that you've been thinking about, maybe gaining a little bit of confidence to step into that because I promise you, if I can do it, so can you. I promise if I can figure it out, so can you. I edited my own podcast for a very long time. I am so thankful now to have an editor that does such a fantastic job. He's super reliable does really high quality work, and I will share his details when we start talking about if you should hire editing out or try and tackle it yourself. I do have some really good tutorials and some recommendations on videos that you can watch in order to learn how to do it yourself. It is, I will not lie, infinitely amazing and so much better to have somebody edit it for you. I feel so supported this way so able to stay in my visionary CEO energy, my feminine energy, receive a service that is done for me. That feels really great. Not going to lie, but I'm not saying that you definitely can't figure it out. So we're going to talk all things podcast today. So before we jump in, I want to give an update. So since this is the very, very special two-year podcast anniversary, this is also my three-year business anniversary. I went into working full-time for myself three years ago on this week, which is really freaking exciting and honestly really crazy to look back on. I know I've shared quite a bit about my beginning stages of entrepreneurship and being a business owner in other episodes, but if me three years ago could see me now, holy shit, she probably would have would have felt a lot better about the journey that she was about to embark on and she might have had a little bit more confidence, but not having those things also allowed me to get really scrappy and to not only work really hard, but to get really creative and find very innovative ways to put myself out there, to set myself apart from other business owners that were doing similar things and really on the other side of it, learn how to run a very successful business no matter what I'm selling. So in order to celebrate this two-year podcast anniversary and the three-year business anniversary, I am doing a big-ass giveaway. I'm calling it the 3-2-1 giveaway because I am giving away six different things. I'm giving away three spots to my next energy healing circles. Those are $77 in value. I'd love to have you come join us at 
the energy healing circle, especially if you have not yet experienced energy healing, the type of energy that I use a high energy healing is so powerful yet gentle at the same time. It is very nurturing. It is very activating and it is very much no bullshit, really unconditional loving you, supporting you every step of the way. So giving away three spots to that. I am also going to be giving away two spots for 60-minute deep dives with me. And keep in mind, you could use these deep dives in your business. You could also use these deep dives for an energy healing session. You can also use it for a human design reading. So if you win one of those 60-minute spots, you actually have your choice on one of those three options and what you want to use it for. And then lastly, the grand prize is a spot inside one of my programs. So this could either be Ignite, my business accelerator, this could be Synergy, my brain rewiring program, or this could be Scale, teaching you how to run and sell out your next group program offer inside your business. So giving away six different things, it's going to be super, super easy to enter. All you need to do, and you can do one of these, you can do both of these for more entries. All you need to do is leave a review of the podcast. That's it. It's super easy. All you got to do is go to iTunes, scroll all the way down to the bottom, hit that little button that looks like a square with a pencil coming out of it and type out a review. That's all you got to do. If you want bonus entries, what you can do is you can actually join the masterclass. This is a completely free masterclass that is going to be coming out on Friday. So on the 28th of October, you can watch that masterclass, take a screenshot of it, and share it to your Instagram stories, saying one thing that you learned, one thing that you loved about the masterclass, and just getting the word out there a little bit more about my work. So again, two different ways to enter. If you haven't yet left a review of the podcast, or if you've left one prior to this year, so if you left one in 2021 or 2020 and want to go update your review to be entered, that's how you enter that way. And another way to enter is to actually sign up for the masterclass that I'm going to be putting out. This masterclass will be called Magnetize. It's teaching you how to move out of scarcity and how to energetically call in clients. Again, this is completely free. Sign up for the masterclass, watch it, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories with one thing that you learned or one thing that you loved. I will be sure to put all of that in the show notes as well. And this giveaway will be going for one week. So it's going to end November. Fourth, So you have just a short period of time to get your entries in. I am so pumped for this and I'm so excited to give back to you, to the audience, to everybody that has supported me over the last three years. This feels so, so juicy, so fun, so playful. I'm really excited right after this recording this podcast episode, I'm actually going to go record the masterclass. Again, that's going to be on moving out of scarcity and how to energetically call in clients inside your business. We tackled the strategy a lot here on the podcast, and I'm going to deep dive into the energetics in the masterclass. So I'm really excited to give this masterclass to you. It's going to provide a ton of value. You're going to learn a shit ton. And who doesn't need those daily reminders on, okay, let's just move out of scarcity mindset, move further into abundance feel that expansion instead of feeling the contraction that weighs so heavily on us during our daily lives, whether that is from conditioning, society, the people that we're spending time around, social media, whatever it is. We all need that reminder to move out of scarcity mindset. 
Okay, let's dive into today's podcast episode. All things podcasting. I am so pumped about this. And this is something, again, that I really spend a lot of time with on with my one-on-one clients and my group program clients as well, because these are business owners that are established, they are successful, they're doing well, and they are trying to branch out and find different ways to market their business that aren't necessarily things like Instagram or TikTok or even YouTube. So, In order to know if you should start a podcast in the first place, what I would ask yourself is, is talking my preferred medium? Is this something that I feel like I could commit to on a one-year minimum basis doing every single week or maybe even every other week? It is, I will say, massively beneficial for your audience to hear you in long form and see you commit to something long term as well. So if you are somebody that is a coach or a service provider where you are working directly with people, especially, especially if you are a coach and you're coaching people online, having something like a podcast where people can go and listen to your voice, they can kind of experience what it's like to get coached by you by listening to the podcast, that is absolutely going to be beneficial for you. And from what I find personally, podcasting is actually a lot less draining than other social media avenues like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. For me, all I do is I write an outline of my show notes, things that I want to touch on, different talking points. I show up, I hit record, and then I send it off to get edited. And it is so easy easy. I will say in the beginning, I used to plan out what I was going to say quite a bit more. I took a lot more time on my show notes and whether or not that was good or bad, it ended up being a little bit too much of a time commitment for me. And I really like my ability to now show up and do a little bit of improv and feel like I can wing it a little bit and actually practice my speaking skills that are not scripted because yes, it's amazing to have things, you know, just feel like they flow and it's like, wow, that was, that was really great. But you're totally reliant and dependent on your notes. So for me, it is a bit of a challenge to just be in front of you and speak and see what happens. And that is actually a challenge I really like inside my business because, I mean, you never know what you're going to get when you're coaching somebody. You never know what's going to happen when you're doing something like an Instagram Live and somebody asks you a question. So I think it's actually really important as a business owner to have that skill set of just being able to talk unprompted on a certain topic or subject. So that should be a little bit more clarity in if you are somebody that's thinking about starting a podcast, if talking feels really easy for you, if it's something that you enjoy doing, if you really love coaching, if it feels pretty effortless for you, if talking feels like pulling nails, probably not going to be the best choice. But I will also say that you can learn to love just about anything. So if you feel drawn to podcasting, but you're like, okay, this maybe isn't the most natural thing for me in the world, you can absolutely learn to make it more smooth. I mean, I remember when I first recorded on Instagram stories, I thought I was going to die. It was the worst thing at that point that I'd ever done. It was the most vulnerable I'd ever felt. It felt like I was putting myself out there in such a big way. And now stories are effortless for me. I love them. I love connecting with people in that way. I love sharing information and advice and doing little educational trainings, sharing little tidbits, sharing funny moments, sharing my dog, Ollie. It really has become something that I have learned to love. And in the beginning, when I started podcasting, podcasting, I would take just huge breaks when I was podcasting. Like I would, you know, maybe talk for a couple of minutes and then I'd go do something else. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm totally like tripping and stumbling over my words right now. It's just not flowing. It's not working out. And I'd go do something else and then come back to it. And eventually I've really learned to 
find my flow. I mean, we're 160 episodes in, so there's been a lot of mistakes along the way. There's been a lot of experimenting. I have really learned that if I am an in an emotionally charged environment or I'm feeling very emotional, that usually doesn't work out super great for me for podcasting. So for example, like the week before my period starts, I have to be very intentional about where podcast is going. And I really tend to like recording in the mornings because I have a little bit more energy then, but that's not always possible depending on what I have going on throughout the day. So it is being very intentional about carving out the time to make podcasting a priority. And I, again, I will reiterate how important it is for your audience to see you in long form and really get that experience with you. This is such a massive way to build up trust with your audience. I mean, for those of you listening that show up every single week, like you are literally getting to know me piece by piece. Every single time that I share something on here, it is allowing you in a little bit more deeply and it is building up that trust so that is it is an easier yes when it comes to the things that I am selling. And it is also a really great way to show your expertise in a topic as well. It's a great way to build up authority and it's a really great way to build a community and build up connections, especially if you are somebody that is or tends to be a little bit more polarizing. Maybe you have a lot of opinions. Maybe you are a semi-controversial person. I really find that those types of people do very, very well podcasting. Now, I'm not saying if you don't have that type of personality that you're not going to do well. Absolutely, you definitely can. But it is kind of coming back to this idea of what are the things that I want to share about? Do I want to open up a little bit about my personal life? Do I want to keep it strictly professional and strictly, you know, related to the things that I'm coaching on, the things or the services that I'm selling? And there's no right or wrong answer in that either. For me, I am an open book. I like sharing a little bit more about my personal life versus I have other clients that that's just not their jam. And again, that that's totally fine. Do not feel pressured to share more than you want to or than you feel like you have to if you do decide to start a podcast. And if you also feel like you want to share some more of those intimate details of your life and maybe you feel like you want to let people in on your sense of humor, for example, I think that that's in a really incredible way to let people get to know you. That's not just through an app that shares photos like Instagram. So let's talk a little bit then about formatting. So I talked about, okay, you can have or share personal details if you want. You also don't have to. With formatting, you can definitely have segments if that's something that resonates with you. I know for a lot of people, they might like to have an update segment. They might like to have like a tip segment. For me, sometimes I like having an Oracle card segment, but the way that I work and the way that my personality is, if I were to try to box myself into doing something like segments, I know that I would totally rebel against that and it would never end up happening. I would say, you know, keeping a similar flow throughout your podcast is pretty important. I generally start every podcast the same way. We go into updates and then we go into the topic for that day. I have an ad somewhere in there. So the flow is generally about the same, whether or not I pull an Oracle card, that just kind of depends on the day, my mood, the energy, the topic that we're talking about. But if having segments feels exciting for you. This is also a really similar thing when I work on clients with their newsletters. If having segments is the thing that gets you to start it because it feels like you can work inside those parameters and it feels exciting, 
absolutely do it. At any point in time, you could get rid of those segments, reformat things. You are the business owner. You get to make all of the rules. That is one of the coolest and also most challenging things about being a business owner is that there are no rules. So you might only have a couple of models to model your own podcast after, but you can literally do anything that you want. And if you are somebody that is interested in starting a podcast, I would absolutely recommend listening to different podcasts, different ways that the hosts speak, different ways that things are formatted. Do you like the way that they put their ads in? Do you like the music over the ads? Do you like the intro that they have? Do you not want to do an intro? Do you like them doing the updates at the end? Like you get to choose every single aspect of what your podcast is going to be. And again, at any point in time, you also have the power to change it. So I am for people that are just starting out. I'm a fan of the segments just because I think sometimes when we have total free range to do whatever we want, that can feel pretty overwhelming. But when we break it up into segments and then we try to operate within those smaller parameters, sometimes I actually feel like that can be beneficial for getting things off the ground. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I have been traveling like a mad woman. I spent the entire summer in Wyoming, which has a very dry climate. And then I went to Ohio for a wedding. And then I went to Greece. I'm about to go to Joshua Tree in California. So I'm having lots of travel in lots of different environments. And as a result of that, my skin is freaking out a little bit. I mean, the air in the airplane, can you get much more stuck and stagnant than that and I have been relying heavily on ClearStem. So my absolute favorite product from them right now is their Cell Renew Serum. It is amazing because it doesn't have any pore cloggers. Most skincare products have pore cloggers. As an FYI, coconut oil is definitely a pore clogger. So if you're using that anywhere on your body, it is actually doing probably more harm than it is good. Clean skincare does not have to be pore clogging. I also really love the Cell Renew Serum because it has collagen support in it. After the age of 30, our own personal collagen production tends to decline. So this really helps give a very glowy, plump and vibrant look. It also is very hydrating. I swear to God, I use this stuff like three times a day. I also just had a very minor procedure done and it left a little bit of a scar. So I've been using this after the scar is closed. I've been using this on the scar and it looks so much better. It looks so good compared to just a couple of days after. And I know that the Cell Renew Serum is helping it out big time. So like the name says, it actually renews the cell. It helps to rejuvenate your cells on the outside of your skin. So this stuff, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I'm actually holding the box right now. There are plant stem cells. There is reishi mushroom and hyaluronic acid in there and it is designed to be regenerating, calming, illuminating. I mean, I would say tick, tick, tick on all of those. If you watch Glow Up on Netflix, she says, ding dong, darling. And that is absolutely how I feel about the Cell Renew Serum. You can check it out from ClearStem. I am obsessed with every single one of their skincare products. I own all of them. I use them religiously. I tried for a long time to find clean beauty products and was just struggling because it just kind of didn't seem like they were doing anything. 
ClearStem actually makes a huge difference. So if you want to try out ClearStem, you can head to their website, clearstemskincare.com and use the code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 15% off your order. I would highly recommend starting out with the Vitamin Face Wash, the Cell Renew Serum, and the Hydro Glow Moisturizer. That is an epic starter kit. I also really do love their Clarity Serum. I love their Vitamin Scrub, and I really love their Thicker Moisture Mask. I mean, honestly, you can't go wrong with any of their products, but if you want ones to just start with, go the Cell Renew Serum, go the gentle clean face wash and the hydro glow moisturizer which smells like blueberry skittles it's absolutely amazing again you can use code chelsea for 15 percent off be sure to tag me on instagram and let me see what you ordered Let's definitely talk about hosting it yourself. So solo hosting a podcast or having a co-host. And let's talk about guests as well. So when you're making a decision on, do I want to have a co-host? Do I want to have, you know, somebody that I show up regularly with and host this show with, I think it is very important. So I kind of alluded to this in the beginning, but your podcast is actually going to be a very long-term relationship. So I want you to think of this in minimum, minimum one year, probably more in the terms of five years. So is this somebody that you're going to resonate with long-term? Is this somebody that you have good open communication with? Is this somebody where you really value their opinion, you value their time and vice versa? You feel very respected by this person. You are able to work through conflict in a very healthy way because inevitably things are going to come up as with any relationship, right? Like we need to have the commitment to working through the issues and the challenges that arise instead of, you know, okay, I'm having a problem with this person. So then the entire podcast is just going to go under, but I'm actually really sad about that because I wanted to continue podcasting. I will say that there is definitely an element of scarcity and fear here that can come up for different people. So making decisions, we can make decisions out of love and abundance. We can also make decisions out of fear and scarcity. The decision out of love and abundance would be, okay, it feels really exciting actually to talk with somebody every single week or every other week. And it actually provides a lot of accountability. Maybe you riff off of each other really well. I'm thinking specifically of two of my past clients that have a podcast together and they fucking kill it. They are so good with each other. It is such a beautiful symbiotic relationship where both of them really get a lot out of it. And I think actually if they both did it separately, it probably wouldn't have as powerful of an effect as when they host it together. They are a team that works really well with each other. They have great communication and they provide a really amazing product, a really amazing show on the other end of it. The decision out of fear and scarcity would be the fear that you can't do it alone and that you're not creative enough, that you do need somebody else to kind of be there for you in order for you to show up. So I think it's important to think about what are your intentions behind this because absolutely having a host can be really amazing, but it can also be that thing where scheduling becomes really tricky and you're putting it off because of that and when it comes to podcasting, it is really important that you go with your energy flow. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, like for me, when things are off or I am feeling, you know, really triggered or emotionally drained, recording a podcast is the hardest fucking thing in the world. Like saying words and speaking English just doesn't happen at a certain point. So if you're always rearranging around somebody else's schedule or maybe it is being rescheduled constantly, I think that that is definitely something to think about. And again, this is going to be a very long-term commitment. Five years down the 
road? What feels sustainable for you? What feels like something that you can continue to show up for week after week or maybe again every other week? So co-host, yes, if it is a decision made out of love and abundance, again, at any point in time, you could reevaluate that decision. But I will say, if doing it solo is the thing that gets you to start and you want to add a co-host later, absolutely do that. Like the overarching theme here is don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. Messy action is fucking awesome. And messy is always better perfection and done is better than perfect. All right. Just wanted to get all of those cliche sayings out of the way, but I did want to reiterate that because it's important. Whatever just allows you to move forward, again, you have the power to change it later on. So inviting guests on the podcast, this is actually something that is really exciting. I have had so many guests on the podcast over the last two years, amazing friends that I've had, people that I didn't know at all, that I really wanted to be my friend, people that I just find really fascinating. I think it's an amazing, quote, excuse to bring really cool people onto the show, you know, whether those are people that you know or people that you do want to connect with. This has been something where I have met some amazing people, have made amazing friends out of guests that I have had on the show. I've had people pitch to me to be on the show. I have pitched to other people to have them on the show. It is something that feels very expansive for me in terms of getting able and being able to practice my communication skills. I absolutely love interviewing people on the podcast. I love it when somebody is like, wow, that's like a really good question, or I've never been asked that before. And I love that back and forth conversational nature, the style of communication that I have on the podcast with my guests. I leave just feeling so inspired and fired up and like, wow, that was just such a good conversation. I can't wait to bring it to my audience. I cannot wait for them to listen to this person, their point of view, and what they're bringing to the show today. So I think guests are an awesome option if that's something that you're interested in. Of course, you never have to do that as well. Um, But that could be something that you do every other episode. Maybe it's once a month. Or I mean, honestly, if you wanted to, you could have a guest on every episode. It's completely up to you. So talking a little bit about formatting. So kind of I've said this a couple of times. I would probably suggest here doing every single week or every other week. If you wanted to do it monthly, absolutely you can. But I think doing it a little bit more frequently than that can actually be very beneficial. So thinking about the long term again, what is the thing that you can commit to showing up for? Do you know beyond a doubt that you can commit to recording a podcast episode every other week? And maybe you want to start with that and then you move to every single week. And you can always move the opposite way too. Maybe you you commit to every single week and you find out like, okay, I'm just actually not, you know, utilizing my time as well as I thought I did, or maybe I'm not prioritizing this much. So maybe I'm going to move it back to every other week. And then eventually I'll move it back to every single week. I want to say here and take this with a grain of salt, but weekly podcasting, I have seen such an increase in business with this. And I will say that if you're able to do that and you're able to make the space for it and you're able to really commit to that, you will absolutely see a a lot of return on that investment. Showing up and being in somebody's ear holes every single week is such a, again, a trust builder, such a community builder, and it really helps you practice your speaking skills as well as becoming a better communicator and a better coach. So I would say weekly is kind of, I don't want to say gold standard, but weekly is something that makes a huge difference and really does make a big impact. The way that I like to think of this, again, is 
the concept of energetic minimum and energetic maximum. So your energetic minimum, and I say this to my clients a lot, so your energetic minimum is like that week before your period starts where you're like, holy shit, I feel awful and I hate people and I want a cocoon and just like, please leave me alone. Do not perceive me. I need rest and I am not doing anything. Your energetic maximum, on the other hand, is like that week right over ovulation where you're like, oh my God, I feel awesome. I feel fit. I feel super social. I'm going to do 75 things at once. And I really love people. Um, So you kind of have these two very different sides of the spectrum. And what you want to do when you're thinking about anything, really, you know, launching a podcast, having an actual launch, going through a sales period, creating content is what can I commit to on those weeks where I am really not feeling good? Shit's hitting the fan. Maybe I'm going through some personal things, some family things, some relationship things. Also, maybe my period's coming like what can you commit to that is the minimum effective dose that will continue to move things forward because this is really important you are making a commitment not only to yourself but to your audience to show up and you want to be the type of business owner that holds and honors that commitment I know you do so thinking of your energy in terms of that what could I commit to just on the very basic lower level of things and then maybe if I'm feeling frisky maybe I can put out an additional podcast episode every week And maybe it's a guest episode, or maybe it's just something that was really on my mind and I felt very inspired to talk about it at that moment. So let's talk a little bit then about topics and ideas, what to talk about on your podcast. And I know that this might seem really obvious, but I think a lot of business owners are very multi-passionate and they don't just want to talk about one thing. I mean, for me, we talk all things business growth on here, but that's the umbrella. So under that umbrella, we might talk about things like brain rewiring. We might talk about energy healing. We might talk about things like human design and the Enneagram and just pretty much anything that will help you become a better, more effective more powerful business owner. So thinking about the niche and the market that you're working in, what are the things that excite you? What are the things that like you honestly can't even stop talking about if you tried? Or if somebody asks you one question, you're like, I'm off to the fucking races. Like I could talk about this for hours. This is so exciting to me. For me, I knew I had to make the switch from talking about climbing and climbing training and climbing coaching to business coaching when I just couldn't stop talking about business growth. I couldn't stop talking about here's what to do to market. Here's what to do to grow your your email list and your subscriber list. And here are all these exciting things with the energetics behind calling in clients. You can also take on listener questions as well. If you are somebody that uses something like Instagram or TikTok and you have a lot of engagement with your audience already, this can be a really great way for them to feel closer to you, for you to answer and provide some insight into the specific questions that they have. You can also do episodes on what you've talked about with your clients. I've done tons of episodes that were inspired by conversations or topics or questions that my clients have brought up inside of our calls. So it's always just kind of being on the lookout for different things that you can bring to the podcast. I also am a big fan too of having different themes throughout the week. So maybe one week you're talking about podcasting, maybe one week, and this is just me giving an example of what I'm doing, talking about podcasting. Another week you're talking all about brain rewiring for abundance. Another week you're talking all about, let's say, for example, you're talking about here's how to grow your email subscriber list and you are focusing all of your content around that. So you're not just trying to reinvent the wheel every time, right? So like for me, for example, every piece of content would be related to starting a podcast 
even my email list, the things that I'm posting on Instagram, and the podcast that I'm putting out. So you can kind of see how that all tracks together. Instead of talking about and trying to educate on 17 different topics throughout the week, I think sometimes we forget that we can actually do that and it might actually make things a little bit more streamlined for us and make it feel a little bit more seamless and less like we have to overproduce and overdeliver every single time. So those are some of the different topics and ideas. If you are somebody that wants to showcase your personality and the different things that you are interested in, I think podcasting is a really great way to do that. Things that are on your mind, what you've been up to in your personal life, personal updates, anything that you want to share in there, I think is you get a thumbs up from me. Let's talk then a little bit about should you pre-record episodes to start or should you just totally wing it? So when I first started my podcast two whole years ago, I was instructed to record five episodes before launching the podcast and have them ready to go so that when the podcast launched, I didn't have to worry about it and I could just roll out those episodes. So even though it felt like pulling teeth, I did it and I will say, that that for me wasn't necessarily right because I am so off the cuff. I am so like into the improv. When I want to talk about something, I want to talk about it. I want to record an episode about it. And having those five episodes already pre-lined up for me felt really restrictive. So that for me was my personal experience with that. That might feel like freedom to you. That might actually feel like, holy shit, I'm prepared. I'm so ahead of the game. I actually feel like I have things that I can put out. I don't need to worry about it. I feel really prepared. I feel really organized. This feels very expansive. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. I will say here, treating it like a launch, like if you are coming out with a podcast for the very first time, like this is fucking exciting. This is the ultimate time to hype up your audience, to get them really, really involved in the creation process. What do they want to hear from you? What types of things are they interested in? What do they think about your maybe new theme music? Like really letting people in behind the scenes so that they can be a part of the process so that they already feel more connected to the show. And every single time you put out an episode, it is making an ask for people to go listen. It is not one of those things where you create it and people find it. Nope. We actually have to actively promote our podcast episodes on the other platforms that we already use, whether that's Instagram, whether that's email, whether that's YouTube, whatever it is. And I have found that having podcast episodes is one of the best resource libraries I ever could have created for myself. Because now pretty much every time somebody asks a question, I'm like, great, let's talk about it. But if you want to go more more in-depth. I actually have this entire 45-minute podcast episode about it where I talk about this specifically so we can move on to different things during this call, for example. So having that resource library, you are really going to thank yourself when you are, you know, 30, 50, 80 episodes in and you're like, holy shit, like I actually have talked about a lot of things and I, I, I have a lot of resources for people that are maybe a little bit newer to me or maybe just even expanding on conversations that you've had with clients that you think are going to be really important. I will also put in the caveat, I know a lot of business owners might be worried about, you know, what am I giving it all away? Or like, if I, you know, talk about this on the podcast, like, is anybody even going to want to work with me and absolutely like you have to trust that you are going to be constantly inspired that you will never struggle with finding ideas that you are a creative innovative business owner and really lean into that sure it's very natural for you not to feel inspired sometimes 
but it is always being on the lookout, again, of those things that you can bring to the podcast. Maybe some episodes are shorter. Maybe some episodes are a little bit longer. When I'm on fire, I'm on it and I can talk for hours. But there are definitely weeks where I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily feel super inspired, but I know at the very least I can talk about this topic. So this is also an act of getting to know yourself really well. So when you're tired, when you're drained, what's easy for you to talk about? So maybe you give yourself permission to talk about something that's a little bit easier. Maybe you do focus it a little bit more on education versus sharing something like a personal vulnerable story with a lot of analogies and things that might be a little bit more in-depth for when you have more energy available to you. So again, that would be more of the energetic maximum side of things versus the energetic minimum of like, okay, I made this commitment and I am showing up and I am, you know, keeping this promise that I made to myself, that I made to my audience, and I am allowing myself to just do the thing that feels easy in this moment and trusting that it's going to be enough. I mean, there have been plenty of times where I have recorded a podcast episode and been like, holy shit, that was literal hot garbage. That was really bad. And then actually had clients come and tell me that that was their favorite episode yet. So who are we to judge on the quality of things? Like, yes, we know that sometimes we can do a better job, but when are we actually just letting perfectionism get in the way of putting the thing out there? It is really hard for people to get to know you. It's really hard for people to know you're even selling something if you never talk about it. So we actually don't get to decide what's good or bad. That is our audience's job and they will do that for us. So that was just a little bit on that. And I do think that if you feel drawn to pre-recording episodes before your podcast launch, like absolutely go do it. If that feels expansive for you, if it feels like, Ugh, I recorded all of these and they're not really in line with what I think or say anymore, or maybe I just have better energy availability right now and could actually record a better show, just give yourself permission to let that go and trust that you will be constantly inspired and supported throughout this entire journey. So, okay, let's talk a little bit more tangibles now. Let's talk a little bit then about equipment and editing. So equipment, you can actually get started. I actually looked at this um, for a client the other day and the microphone that I used to get started was a Yeti Snowball and I'll link it in the show notes. It is just like this circular microphone and you can buy what's called a pop filter. So it is like this little like cushy mesh thing that goes on top of the microphone and muffles a lot of the, the snaps or cracks or anything that you might hear. It muffles that sound so it makes the sound quality quite a bit better. So I'd highly recommend getting those two. You can also get something um, that hooks onto, like right now what I'm looking at is I have my microphone, I have my little filter on it, and then I also have this circle mesh disc that I talk through that's hanging down from my closet um, shelf right up there because I, you know, I record in my closet, closet, closet life for podcasting. I absolutely love it. I find that the sound quality is quite a bit better in here. And all of that should not really run you more than $50. So that microphone that I was talking about, that is $39. And then the filter and then the arm that comes down, those should all be very affordable. I will link all of those in the show notes. And that's even like going really far onto the equipment side. Like you could 100% record something in voice memo on your headphones, on your cellular phone, and that could be good enough. So the thing is like, I really want you to get out of this perfectionist mindset because I think it holds a lot of people back. 
in order to actually get something started, you have to start. So for me, if I would have waited until I had the perfect microphone or the perfect setup or the perfect editor or whatever, all of these things, like I probably still would not have started the podcast. Like there are so many things that you can really only learn through doing. And I think it's so important to, when you are afraid of something, to just lean into it. Like every single thing you can figure out. And I have upgraded my a microphone one time since starting. I probably will again at a certain point, but I am definitely of the mind that like the more simple for me, the better. So I don't want to start messing around with a ton of different plugins yet or mixers. I am just sticking with what I know for now until I feel the pull and the call to upgrade things. And in that case, then I definitely will. So that is it kind of on the equipment side of things. You can get started very, very easily with that. And with editing, it's kind of similar. Like, absolutely, you can go down the YouTube rabbit hole and watch so many different editing videos and, you know, make that your full-time job, essentially. Or you can just watch a couple and decide that you're going to learn as you go. And maybe it's not going to be perfect, but that's completely okay. I actually got to the point where I could edit a show in just 10 minutes and it got really flowy for me. I definitely watched quite a few tutorials and I will link some of my favorite ones for GarageBand specifically in the show notes. That's what I use. I have a Mac. It works really well. I record everything inside GarageBand. You don't need internet connection or access to it, which is really nice. And I actually find that it is pretty user-friendly. I will also put a link to my podcast editor, Eric's email, if you want to reach out to him. Again, he does such a fantastic job. I'm so thankful for him in supporting me and the show every single week. And he has just been such a pleasure to work with. So if you are thinking about starting a podcast, but the editing piece is really just like giving you hesitation, giving you the heebie-jeebies, I'd absolutely say reach out to him and have a conversation and see if that's going to be the right fit for you. So that is pretty much what I have on starting a podcast. This is kind of the podcast spray down 101, if you will. And if you have further questions on this, please feel free to reach out to me, hello at expandwithchelsea.com over email. And if you are going to start one, I'd love, love, love to give it a listen. So make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can give that a listen. I know that there's a lot of people that have been thinking thinking about starting a podcast and there has never been a better time than now. There really hasn't. It might seem or feel like the podcast industry is quote saturated, but so many people start their podcasts and they just totally taper off. So while it might look like there's a lot of podcasts on something like iTunes or Spotify, uh, they, they really don't keep up with it. And you could be one of the ones that is early enough into this space where two years from now, five years from now, you're like, holy shit, like I really have built up this incredible resource library and I'm, I'm a go-to resource for people on that specific topic. So if you've been thinking about it, this is definitely your sign to get that started. It is way, way easier than I ever thought it was. And it is so much fun for me to show up every single week and be creative creative and talk to you and share information and have these conversations and invite guests on. This has truly been one of the biggest tools that has transformed my business. I have had so much success in converting over listeners into sales because of the way that I show up, because of my commitment to showing up every single week, my commitment to providing high quality information, conversations, all of the above. It has been truly transformational in the way that I run my business. And I am very thankful to myself for starting when I did. So you are not too late. Absolutely, you can get started. But I would absolutely say 
do it sooner rather than later. Every day that you wait is just another day that you wait. So if you've been thinking about it, again, this is your sign. So don't forget about the three, two, one giveaway. Again, I've got amazing prizes from energy healing spots to 60 minute intensives, to a spot inside one of my courses. All you've got to do is leave a review of the podcast, super easy, or sign up for my masterclass that launches tomorrow, October 28th, Magnetize, how to move out of scarcity mindset and energetically call in clients. Take a photo of the masterclass, share it to your Instagram stories, and you are entered into the giveaway. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I will talk to you next episode.